Hi, welcome to Tamiwa Oluen Podcast. Thanks for downloading, and as you listen, you are guaranteed an encounter with the word. In the course of my teaching this morning, the Holy Spirit will do far beyond my expectation. How many of you believe? The Holy Spirit will do far beyond my expectation. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 to 20. Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 20. Amen. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Verse 16. The next verse, please. Whoever is on that system needs to work fast. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Verse 17. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Verse 18. Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Verse 19, speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20, always giving thanks to God, the Father for everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now give me Jude chapter chapter 1, Jude 1, verse 17 to 21. Preferably, I would love you to give it to me in the message translation. Message translation. But remember, dear friends, that the apostle of our master, Jesus Christ, told us this will happen. Verse 18. We're going to 21. Verse 18. In the last days, there will be people who don't take things seriously anymore. People will feel that once they go through some little shakings of life, they need to be diplomatic about it. If not diplomatic, they need to source for other means to find a solution. Just like somebody who is trusting God for the fruit of the womb, and the first thing that comes to their mind is how to take concussions. Or somebody who is trusting God for success academically, and one of the things they think of is how to just cheat and find their way to the top. Like, we come to a society where people are comfortably cheating to get to the top in the last day people will not take things seriously anymore they will treat them like a joke and make a religion of their own whims and lost verse 19 these are the ones who split churches these are the ones who don't go to church these are the ones who come to church for certain miracles or certain expectations from god Thinking of only themselves, that's selfishness, that's self-centeredness. They're thinking of just themselves. They don't pray for the Jerusalem. They don't pray for their nations. They don't pray for people around them. But their priority is just about themselves. Just about themselves. If the prayer point is not resonating with them, they don't pray. He says there's nothing to them. There is nothing to them. There is not, I intentionally requested for message translation because of the last point. He said there is nothing to them. There is no sign of the Spirit. Did you hear what I just said? 
there is no sign of the Holy Spirit. So I can tell when the Holy Spirit is inside of you. By the way you live your life. The kind of things you say. The kind of people you relate with. Your relationship. And the atmosphere that governs your life. Are you the type that just likes to split things? Are you the type that don't take things seriously? I used to be like that. I used to be like that. I used to be one of those folks that feel that when there is no trouble, there is no need to pray. Some of you are here like that. Devotion is like a big deal to you. Praying is a big deal to you. But when you see trouble, you pray. I used to have a hunker, still alive. When you see him taking fasting seriously, he's in trouble. He's in trouble. He's in a big trouble. He's in a big trouble. There is no sign of the Spirit. Now see verse 20. He said, but you dear friends, carefully do what? Build up. Let's read that together. Carefully do what? Build yourself up in the most holy faith. In the most holy faith. In the most holy faith. By doing what? By praying in the Holy Spirit. So that means you can pray in the identity of yourself. And you can also pray in the Holy Spirit. Trying this morning not to preach like Pastor Chris. But if I really do, then you understand where I'm coming from. Take me back to verse 20. Verse 20. Verse 20. But dear friends, carefully build up yourself. Now, why is he talking about building up? Because the more you relate with those kind of people, they can take the spirit out of you. If I stay too long with somebody that does not pray, I end up not praying. If I stay too long with somebody that does not value God, I end up not valuing God. That's why Paul encouraged the apostles. He said, you have no business trying to argue faith with people. Because the more you try to argue faith with people, you end up being as stupid as they are. When I see people start talking about men of God, private jet, money, I stay off. Because that conversation, if you have it too deep, you become like them. When you see somebody doubting the gift of healing, I used to. That's the reason why I'm saying I used to, because I want to be able to relate with some people who the Lord is going to bring out of that shackles this morning. So he says, be careful, build up yourself. So it's a responsibility for you. That you have to build up yourself in this most holy faith. So there is no other alternative. There is no other escape route. There is this most holy faith. Somebody say most holy faith. Most holy faith. By praying. By praying. In what? In the Holy Spirit. One very quick way to understand and to describe somebody as a winner is somebody that understands the tools he's working with and how to win with them. That's why you hear the Yoruba say, Even if salvation has changed you, there are still some residues of the flesh on the inside of you. How do I know this? Let a conductor slap you. You won't speak in tongues. You react. You react. One of the ways to describe a winner is somebody who understands his or our winning tools and how to win with them. 
Understanding the game puts you on an edge of winning the game. That's why you must be very careful the kinds of people you compete with. Be very, very careful. Just like one time they had home training fiesta. Well, I call it home training fiesta. Or let me just say like some people came to the hub and we came to have a good time together. Sometimes in THN, when all the workforce have done a lot of work, I tell them to come to the hub and we just have a great time. All of them have been boasting. I'll beat Pitoms when it comes to PlayStation. See, I grew up with PlayStation. A size Bible, the nesting on this head. Money, PlayStation. Sometimes I'm playing PlayStation and I'm speaking in tongues. My wife one time told me, I said, you've been on this game since morning and this is 2 a.m. and you are still here. And I'll be telling her, it's a cup. I must win this cup. Pray for me. So they were boasting. We'll beat Apostle. We'll beat him. We'll beat him. They used all kinds of things. If I can remember. Where's Minister Toby? I don't know if he's here. I gave somebody 16. 16 1. 10-0. Like, I can play to the point that I can put the pad behind me and be playing with you. But I don't look like it. So it, once you understand the game, it puts you on an edge to always win. So the reason why you're not always winning is because you're yet to understand it. That's why one of the things that you hear me earnestly say in teaching church is that the moment you understand that life is spiritual, you will maintain a spiritual standpoint for the rest of your life. If you understand that life is spiritual. Now, it's okay in this age bracket. We're consumed by a lot of things. A lot of things are surrounding us. You don't see that life is spiritual. So understanding is a major key. A major key to consistent success. I've been telling you that you can always win when you use the right words and when you use the right attitude. I want to add to that today that you can win when you engage with the right tools. So never underestimate the power of the right tools. When you see an abalist beating his chest and he's telling you to go, he knows how to get you. It's because he has something that he knows that you don't know. What would Reverend Sam tell you anytime you have a leadership school with him? He said the difference between a wealthy person and a poor person is an information that one person has and the other person does not have. So truth be told, nobody is expected to be poor. It's just your mindset. And your mindset is filled with informations that you want your minds to be filled with. If I ask somebody now, like... Are you excited that you know how to drive a car? I say, yes, I'm excited. Now, do you desire to fly a plane? Someone like me, why do I want to fly a plane? Why do I want to fly a plane? You, can I shock you with this? Do you know there are, there are some pilots that can fly a plane, but they can't drive a car? Because they chose not to learn it. And with the way the society is going now, private jet will soon become a taxi. Mark those words today. Private jet will soon become a taxi. There were days in the airport in the 80s and the 70s. It's just one plane per month. Today, there are fleets of planes. In fact, to prove that you are wealthy in this economy, you should have a private jet. To prove. 
and glory be to God. We have a lot of pastors that have four, five. Your own is coming. Somebody might not want it. You might want a motorcycle. Your own plane is coming. Amen. Amen. Never underestimate the power of using the right tools. Never underestimate the place and the power of prayer. I told you last Sunday, I said prayer is a kingdom value for effective communication. Prayer is a kingdom asset for earthly and heavenly transaction. So the true definition of prayer is not just the hottering of words, but communication with divinity. Listen, if your Christian life has not gone to the level where you communicate with divinity, you have not done anything yet. You've not done anything yet. So understanding the importance and the sincere benefits of prayers, there must be an excitement within you to pray. Prayer should not be a burden. It should be something you are excited to do. And you need to understand that it goes beyond being a culture. There is no way to pray. Pray is pray. Did you hear what I just said? There is no specific way. It's a communication. So the moment you understand the sincere benefits of prayer, there should be an excitement that should come from you. In this current society, there is something the secular system has done to our society. What have they done? They have influenced people on the need of not to go to school because by the time you want to compare those who went to school and those who did not go to school money will create a distance are you getting what I'm trying to say this morning money will create a distance so what are people saying in this Nigerian economy focus on your talent talent BSC cannot do it MSC cannot do it because try to compare you want to compare with Whiskey? He didn't finish Alicity. You want to compare with Davido? He hardly went to school. We're in the same set. There was no department of music in Babcock. They created one for him. And they gave it to him. Mention them. Mention them. In terms of comparison, you see that these guys have achieved so much. And you have not achieved. So, by the time those kind of people are influencing you, there's an excitement because you're seeing what they've achieved and you want to be a part of them. So, excitement comes when there is an understanding. Somebody say understanding. Somebody say understanding. Let me help you by saying that prayer is a potter where your exchange determines your delivery. Matthew 7 verse 7. Let's read that. Matthew 7 verse 7. Matthew chapter 7 verse 7. Can I have that? He said, don't bargain with God. Be direct. Ask for what you need. Verse 8. This is not a cat and mouse hide and seek game. Once you're him, you're him. It's not cat and mouse. 
It's a portal. Whatever you exchange, you must receive. One of the things we learned in Christ's embassy was the moment you start praying, there is a delivery. You need to understand that. That's why Paul kept saying that the moment you have prayed, switch to thanksgiving. Because the moment you keep praying about the same thing over and over again is as much as you did not believe that has been given to you. So you need to understand the benefits of prayer. That it's, it's not a cat and mouse thing. You're in. Once you start praying, you're in. So it's, it's, it's clear communication with divinity. Number two, prayer is a power generator. What did I say? Prayer is what? A power generator. A powerless Christian is a dead one. One time, one of my covenant brothers was talking to me. He said, the devil cannot tempt people like you with certain things. And I said, things like what? He said, things like money. Things like people. And I said, why? He said, because God has ignited people like you with the power to generate it. And let me say this loud and clear. Any area where the devil is harassing you is a place where you already have victory, but you don't know. Anywhere. If it's your health, because you have power over it. If it's money, he has the... In fact, if you're lacking money now, seriously, and it's causing you shame, my brother, put your hand on your head and say, thank you that I'm wealthy. He attacks you in area where you already have strength, where you already have victory. But when you understand the benefits and the essence of prayer, you begin to generate power in that area. You begin to generate strength in that area. That's another thing that prayer does. That's another thing that prayer does. It's communication. So, communication comes from the place of understanding. I have come to understand this thing. That's why a lot of us give more values and more honors to teachers. Because they understand. That's why mothers are respected. Why? They understand what it is to make a home. They understand what it is to raise a child. A father pretty much might, but not as much as a mother. They understand what the child wants. They understand those areas. So you are attacked in your most victorious place. You are attacked in that area. For someone like me, I was attacked in my health for a very long time. Until I began to pray. And that's when the Lord gave me a ministry and the Lord said, I'm taking this out of you and it's not going to affect your bloodline. Now, let me just be honest with you. Maybe some people don't understand my testimony. In as much as I got that revelation from God, even that particular year, I was still sick. I was still sick. But I began to pray more. I began to build up myself. That's why scripture says in Jude, it said, build up yourself with your most holy faith. It keeps the spirit in check. Do you hear what I said? It keeps what? The spirit in check. So prayer is a power generator. So you want power. Dwell more in prayers. Once you have power, you can't be defeated. 
Number three. Well, let me give you a scripture for that. James 5.16. James chapter 5 verse 16. Can we see that? I love the message. How many of you are falling in love with the message? If you love message translation, raise up your hand. Amen. He said, make these your common practice. Make these your common practice. Confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other. So that you can live together whole and healed. The prayer of a person living right with who? With God. Is what? Is something powerful to be reckoned with. Another translation says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and highly effective. Powerful and what? Highly effective. He said the, the prayer of a righteous availed more. That's another translation. Please, let's, give, let's put it back on the message. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. With God is powerful to be reckoned with. That is a level at which when you carry power, everything surrenders to you. Everything surrenders to you. Those who are close to me might know. I think some months back, or maybe just like a month and some weeks, just in case some people just think that uh, how come they don't attack pastors? How come is it church members? How many of you feel like that? That pastors don't get attacked? That is only a church member thing. Okay, then why don't you switch and become a pastor so you don't attack? I'm teaching you something that even me myself just got a better understanding. And I'm ready to devote myself to it. What am I trying to say? Your pastor got attacked spiritually, not physical. If it's physical, then I will have had protocols to fight for me. Spiritually, I was attacked. Not because I was sleeping. Not that I did not sense the attack. Sometimes you sense attack coming, but you don't even know the way they want to strike. But when I spent some time praying to know where the attack came from, he revealed it to me. When I spent some time trying to understand why the attack went this way, you know what the Holy Spirit said to me? He said, be thanking God for the woman by your side. He said, because if it were just you, they will get you. Not that I'm weak. Not that I'm weak. Don't get me wrong. But there must be a voice speaking for you. Did you hear what I just said? There must be a voice speaking for you. There must be somebody standing in the gap for you. So if you are in this place and nobody is praying for you, and you are not even praying for yourself, you are finished. I'm not saying my wife is my covering, but there is a voice he utters that works for me. Some of us is our parents. Some of us is our grandparents. Some of us is our friends. Some of us is even the church. That's why it says the prayer of a person living right with God is something powerful to be reckoned with. Some of us are enjoying the grace of spoken words around us, not even the one that you uttered. 
So it's powerful. Prayer comes with power. And the proof of the essence of you understanding prayer is because you're wise. Jesus, despite all the power he had, never joked with the place of prayer. Every time in the middle of the night, he went to a secluded place to pray. You, your own secluded place is Instagram. I've heard testimonies of all these online prayers from people. And one thing I could pick from most of them is that some of them are not even targeting the testimony, but it's just that they feel that it's helping their relationship with God. Listen, if you're praying and your relationship with God is not better, it means you're not praying right. Prayer comes with power. Somebody say power. Power. Somebody say power. Power. Okay. Number four. Prayer is a mystery allocated to wise men for total recovery and permanent dominion. Prayer is a mystery allocated to wise men for total recovery and permanent dominion. See, stop asking questions when you see somebody having breakthroughs on a daily basis. See, breakthroughs are not coincidental. The person must be doing something. My uncle says something to me. He's a politician, also a Christian, but he says something to me that has never left me. And not just him too. I've heard a lot of all these fathers of faith talk about it. Even one that we have here in Ibadan. An amazing father of faith. So, Pastor, what did your uncle say? Copy, copy can lead people to trouble. Do you hear what I just said? Copy, copy. I learned that English in school. Is it correct? Is it correct? Copy, copy. Well, whether it's correct or it's wrong, it was my English teacher that said it. Copy, copy can lead people to trouble. And I'll always go further to ask why. He said, when you see somebody dancing in the front, somebody behind is beating the drum. When you see violent, if you see men, I don't want to use the word violent, let me use violent. When you see violent men breaking through beside you, it's not coincidental. There is something behind it that is backing them up. So what did my uncle say? My uncle said, Tomoa, let your growth in Christ be step by step. Don't try to copy what some fathers are doing. Some of them have some backings that you don't have. I told you my uncle does not go to church. I know this information before now, but I'm going to say it again. You know what my uncle said? Let me show you something. Who has a physical Bible here? You have a physical Bible. Not Bible on the phone. If you have a physical Bible, amen. Protocol, can you help me get one? My uncle looked at me and said to me, this is not the complete word of God. Did you hear what I just said? This is not what? See, you can record me. Post it. See, this pastor said this. Any pastor that denies this truth is not telling the truth. This is not the complete word of God. If you focus your life on only this, that's why you're still stuck. 
pastor, what's the complete word of God? The more you communicate to the Holy Spirit, He speaks even beyond the Bible to you. So if this is all you carry, all your life, tell me what it has brought to you thus far. Tell me. I've worked with a lot of pastors. I've worked with a lot of pastors. Jesus spent most of his time in ministry, even talking about money. But yet, he was going to secluded places to pray. One of the disciples, there were 12. One asked him, said, teach us to pray. We know that this is where your power is coming from. What saved David all his entire life? He was communing with a spirit that even he himself did not understand. My uncle that does not go to church said to me, he said, Tomoa, do not let your ministry depend on this alone. You must find out some things that are hidden in secret places. How do you get into secret places if you are not communicating with divinity? Have your say. One amazing man of God went to Bishop David Oedipo's office one day and saw some books. And the next thing he said was, Papa, you read books like this? You know what Papa said? He said, if it's only Bible I've been reading, we will not have achieved what we achieved here. As I'm talking to you today, go and find out from any redeemed member. Pastor Adebo is the only one in Nigeria that has the biggest library in Nigeria. It's the only one. His house is really big. He has the biggest library. All kinds of books are there. All kinds of books. All kinds of books. One time they asked Katrin Kuma, where are you getting your power from? They were expecting her to quote scriptures. He said, I spend more time in the sacred places. Doing what? Communicating with divinity. I'm not saying the Bible will not resonate. But I'm saying that God speaks beyond the Bible. Beyond the Bible. If I tell you the history of the Bible, maybe it will help some of you. King James was written by the king of England. Message translation was written by some folks that felt that they don't need church. Let's do something. Easy to read version was done by the likes of Ryan Bunker. It's a mystery. Oh, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Given to wise men. Wise men don't just look for information. They look for what makes that information. I come from a very political family. And I always like to be sitting around them where they are talking politics. And by the time they mention some things, I'm just shocked. I'm just shocked. I'm not going to discourage any one of you when it comes down to the forthcoming election. My wife does not like me talking politics, but I can't help it. Like you say, you cannot finish inside a man. It will remain small. Amen? If I was not a pastor, I will be a politician. Because I did politics in school. And that thing brings money faster. Amen? People just fear you for no reason. And there is nothing. 
So I'm not discouraging anybody. If you have your PVC here, you have your party, you know who you want to vote for. In fact, you are one of those that you believe in all those prophets that they know who the next president of Nigeria is. Bravo. God has showed you in the dream. Bravo. So that they will not record me or anything. Before the outgoing president goes, he knows who he's handing over to. Everybody in power living, they know who is coming next, especially the seat of power of a president. So, Pastor, why are they telling us to get PVC? So that they can know you exist. Your PVC does not determine anything. Let me move my microphone so you don't hear my voice. You can't hear? Are you? Yeah. <laughs> does not. The person that will enter already knows himself. Don't waste your time. If it's raining on that day, stay at home. If the sun is too much, find your God. Drink. Somebody's recording me there. God have mercy. Power is deep. Do you hear what I said? Power is what? Is deep. It goes beyond the understanding on the surface. Let me say this is not in my notes because I don't know why the Holy Spirit is trying to take me out of my note. Maybe he wants to do something. There are certain information in the secret place. Only prayer can take you there. It was my Yoruba teacher that said it to me. And I will never forget, I was in SS1 or SS2 when he said it. He said, it's not every human being that sits by your side that is a human being. So as beautiful as that girl is with Brazilian hair, she can be having a cat head. I'm telling you the truth. I love your subject because some deep stuff, you just hear them in class. That you see the forehead, you see everything. It's deep. So what makes you conquer those surfaces when you communicate with divinity? Divinity on its own is a spirit. That's why it says build up yourself. Beloved, I want to emphasize that again. If it's just church going you're doing for the rest of your life, you can't go far. Build up yourself. In your word, in your most holy faith, by doing what? Praying in the spirit. Why didn't they say reading the Bible? Why didn't they say going to church? Why didn't they go and serve a pastor? What I'm teaching you is what most pastors might not even like to say. Because it might look like they're discouraging from coming to church, or it might make you feel less of a Christian. Listen, power is deep. Tell the person I say power is deep. It's deep. (laughs) 
they were they're doing some construction at my place. And one of the, the artisans said, he said his father gave him something. That once they erect the stuff, it could be raining five streets from where they are. It could rain some steps from where they are. He said, but where they are walking, it will not rain. My security was trying to say, ah, it's not true. All power belongs to God. I said, Oga, shut up. It's true. He said, Pastor, so you believe? I said, it is true. I said, the only thing that just makes God bigger than man is that when he shows up, man bows down. When he shows up. So that was where even the man that talked about it said he had to throw it away because stuff like that has repercussion. He said that he also understands that if God does not allow it, it still will not work. Does not mean it cannot work. Does not mean it cannot work. There is power. There is what? And it's deep. It's deep. Pastor, how do we combat all of these things? Spend more time in the secret place. How do you spend more time in the secret place? By praying. By praying. Prayer gives access to light and insight. Prayer gives access to light and insight. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Let's read it. Let's read it. I want to go really fast. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Can we see that? Jeremiah 33. He says, call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you could not figure out on your own. What does that also mean? I will tell you marvelous and wondrous things that you would not find in the Bible. access to light access to insight effective communication with divinity converts your battlefields to winning ground it converts your battlefields to winning grounds how many of you have heard the Yoruba statement that says Ogunlaye? how many of you have heard that before okay if you don't believe raise up your hand a part of you does not believe eh THN so you fear I told you guys are touch. I used to tell my wife, I said, we have touch people in tears. So you fear life. Hell. My mom said to me, she said, you are too nice. I said, yes, I know. She said, they've showed you. I said, oh. Call to me, I will answer you. I'll tell you marvelous and wondrous things. So you're trying to figure out some things about your destiny. You get them by praying. You spend them when you get spend more time in a secret place. You want to know about somebody. One time I'll never forget my uh my uh, uh was it yeah, it was my spiritual father that said it. He said, if I want to know what you're doing, I just need to spend more time praying about you. He will show me. Have you not heard ladies that they they tell you that they broke up with someone because God showed them some things? I know a lady that shared a testimony with me when I was in Houston. He said she was praying about this guy. This guy was good, loving, always there and all that stuff. He said, but each time she kept praying that, Lord, help me strengthen my love with this person. Ladies are the ones that pray when it comes to relationship. Guys don't care. Uh, and sometimes I just feel like, 
It is both parties that have something to lose and to gain. Why is it that it's ladies that spend more time praying? My wife spent time praying about me. Me? I was just playing game. I was just living my life. So this girl kept praying. I said the Holy Spirit kept telling her, ask him about his seed, his seed, his seed. So she'll go and meet the guy and say, your seed. The guy will say, my seed. Your seed, my seed. Apparently they were going to the same church. The guy said, yes. That means God wants us to be sowing seeds. He wants us to be committed to the gospel. The Holy Spirit will tell her again, his seed, his seed. So one time she had to pray more. Holy Spirit, explain this seed. Call unto me. I will show you marvelous and wondrous things that you could not figure out on his own. Uncle forgot his phone at home one day. Even if you've forgotten the password, there is an Holy Spirit that brings to the memory. I tell you. The very first day I figured out my wife's password, I told myself one thing. See that she's using my name, or a date of birth, or a nickname. One of those three worked. So auntie went on the phone and saw somebody's message. When are you sending me the money to buy food for your son? Wahoo! Seed. Someone say seed. Took a screenshot, showed the guy. And you know how guys can be cunning? He said, It's nothing for you to worry about. It was my past. It's my this, it's my dad. Thank God she spent time praying. There are ladies that have eventually gotten, to, gotten married to certain men that have children in different places. It's when you have something to hide that you are scared about people praying for you. Because prayer can reveal secrets. Did you hear what I just said? Prayer can do what? It can reveal secrets. Prayer can tell you what next to happen. And tell you what needs to happen. Call unto me. Let's put up that scripture. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Call unto me. I would answer you. He's your God. He will answer you. Doesn't want you to get into trouble. Doesn't want you to be stuck. Doesn't want you to be helpless. He will answer you. I will tell you. Another translation says, I will show you the way out. I will show you marvelous things that you could not figure out on your own. So, when your prayer life becomes your tool of engagement, when prayer becomes your consistent tool of engagement, it's very difficult for you to lose. It's very difficult for you to lose. It's very difficult for you to lose. So it's something you should take out of service today and tell yourself, I'm going to do more better with my prayer life because I'm tired of losing intimacy with God everybody keeps saying I want to be intimate with God intimacy with God is ignited from the place of prayers I've told her the story about the amazing man the minister of the gospel 
no see some pastors are not surprised at how god is using him this was a man that spent days on the mountain my spiritual father shared with me how when he was still in Koza that they could spend hours praying Pastor Paul at the Pharisee asked him, he said, Dulce, how do you get all this revelation? You know what he said? He said, it's in my secret place. So you are in this place, you don't have a secret place. It's why, it's why your mess is everywhere. Let me shock some of you with this revelation I'm about to give to you. Do you know as messy as David was, nobody knew about it except the prophet. None of his army knew about it. But you, how many cliques or friends do you have? They already know everything about you. That's why some people come out and tell you things they've done in the past. You're shocked that no, you couldn't have done that. Yeah, I did it. I did it. And then I told my mom that I went to Jebubo to do money ritual. She was shocked. He said, under which roof? I said, mommy, the calabash stayed in the house for seven days. Because that's what the man told me. He said, you must hide the calabash under your bed. That something will be bringing the money for you at night. Ah, beloved, I had sleepless night for seven days. Because African magic was playing in my head. I said, what kind of spirit will enter this house? So, I will lock the door. Close window. Heat will almost kill me. And those vigilantes did not even help matter. I said, shoo, shoo. I said, ha, that thing is coming. Calabash that was filled with calories and sand. All of a sudden, I was seeing flowers coming out. <laughs> I threw the calabash away to worry about. Called the man. I said, It did not work, Baba. It's past seven days. He said, Ah, the thing is supposed to come today. I said, I've thrown it away. He said, Ah, Oh, go and look for it. Go and look for it. Me too. Foolish me. Went to Moleta. I was looking. Ah, God Almighty. Thank God you didn't meet me that time. I was asking people in Moleta, say, did you see any calabash? Because the guy, he said, that's your destiny. He said, oh, le lo, mola, ye. As it, ah, I was looking for calabash. When I told my mom the story, she said, ah, ah. Tomorrow, we stayed in the same house. Our calabash was there for seven days. I said, yes. Where did you keep it? Under the bed. The man said, every morning I should be pouring water inside calabash. Maybe that's what even brought out the flower. <laughs> ah, the man was teaching me husbandry farming. <laughs> inside my own house. Lord Jesus. Intimacy with God is ignited from the place of prayer. Spiritual maturity in this kingdom is ignited from the place of prayer. So let me run quickly because we're going to pray. That's what I feel in my spirit. What kills the prayer life of a man? Number one, very simple, too much sleep. Between you and sleep, sleep knows you can do better. I'm telling you. And the scripture already says, he said, too much sleep. That's how big your poverty will be. And let me help you with the definition of poverty. Poverty does not just mean lack of money. It means lack of life. Nothing good in life comes to you. 
Too much sleep can kill and affect the prayer life of a man. Number two, laziness. That's the reason why I said number one, sleep. Number two, laziness. Because you can sleep a lot and not be lazy. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And you can be lazy and not sleep. 2 a.m. to 12 midnight. I could be playing game. What's that? Laziness. Did I sleep? No. Number three. Fieldiness of the spirit's body and soul. Your spirit is fieldy. Your body is fieldy. Your soul is fieldy. Fieldy with what? Things that does not glorify God. Number four. Bad atmosphere. The atmosphere you create for yourself matters a whole lot. The atmosphere you create for yourself, it matters a whole lot. That's why I encourage people who are trying to get married and all of that stuff, please don't do it in your father's house. Don't do it in your father's house. I had a big struggle trying to come back to the city of Ibadan. Why? Because I grew up here for 19 years and I know the atmosphere. I went to my grandmother's house. I go there almost every week because I'm grandma's boy and I like eating her food and I just like seeing that beautiful old woman at 87. But I realized that all the guys that we grew up with, they are still there. All the guys I grew up with, they are still there. And every time they see me, they're just like, ah. They don't call me pastor. It's people that call me pastor or call me pitoms. Call me apostle, like my wife is teaching some people English. Apostle. They call me by my father's name, Olunye, Afwa, Kilomua Afwa. My grandma would tell me that any day you are coming, change money, five hundred, one thousand, and give those people. He said because if you don't give them, it will be as if you're you're being proud or uh, you're mocking them. So one day I was forced to ask my grandma. I said I'm not the one responsible for their predicament. They chose not to leave this environment. Why? Because they were comfortable. One of the most difficult zones to live on time is your comfort zone. It's very challenging to live. Very, very challenging. Did I not have comfort zone too? I did. I did. Bad atmosphere. Bad atmosphere can kill your prayer life, can make you not want to pray. Number five, starving your spirit man. Talks about building up yourself in the most holy faith, starving your spirit, man. Number six. This one is more common to men than is common to ladies. Distraction. Men get easily distracted than women. That's why you see more guys cheating than ladies cheating. If you argue that ratio with me, you must be cheating. <laughs> Guys, cheat more. Guys are never content. Ladies, if I'm speaking your mind, tell me. They are never content. After you've said yes to them, they are looking for more yes. It's the truth. Like guy, you sat down, sat down, 
in your house like this and you went on Instagram and you liked 96 different ladies picture and your wife's picture you just bypassed I get reports and I don't know why Instagram removed that stuff there's a stuff on Instagram that lets you know what other people are liking and I once used to be like that too just like, like, like Genevieve, Jennifer Lopez, Rihanna, like. In fact, some guys, what some guys are not doing is once they watch a movie, they are waiting for the cast. Say, eh? Angelina, they look for her. Like. Distraction. Those times you spent on social media looking for fine girls, okay, you should be praying. Guys, let's tell ourselves the truth. Let's tell ourselves the truth. If your girl is not, is not looking at Easter blog or anything, there are three major things that ladies do with their time. If she's not hardworking and you call her, what are you doing? She'll tell you, you see that I'm cooking or I'm sleeping. Ladies, am I right? Yeah. Ladies, they sleep more than getting distracted. But you as a guy, you neither sleep nor slumber. <laughs> and you are not even praying. Have you not found out, guys, let me, let me help you. Let me help you. I came here to help you today. Have you not found out that you are the one walking and you are the one always getting broke? Then the lady that is not walking is the one bailing you out. Guys, wake up, think. She does not have a job. She's staying with her father and her mother. But any day you are broke, you that you are working, she's still the one that will give you money. And she will tell you again, some ladies are proud of, say if you need more, let me know. And she's not sleeping around. So, okay, where's the money coming from? You don't sleep, you don't slumber, you're on social media looking for what is not missing. Tell the person when I say, Oga, pray. If there is it's any sister that is here, tap a brother, say, Oga, pray. If I get into the last part, prayer is deep. Prayer is deep. Distraction gets you off the radar. Lastly, worries. Always worry. How will I eat? How will I survive? How will I get a better job? How will I impress? How will I live my life? This is my testimony. And I'm just being completely honest. My wife will bear me witness. Anybody that has worked with me, anybody that has grew up with me, if you know my sister, if you know my brother, you can ask them. I have never worried my entire life. Never. There is nothing that will make me to worry. My grandmother will tell you that once tomorrow sees food, is fine. Me, worry. 
The day the doctor said they were going to change my heart, I was just 12 years old. I was still asking for food. I saw scissors and knife and everything. I said, you that want to change my heart, you must shall be a professional. The day I was in the U.S. and the, the, the police officer came and said, somebody said you hit the person's car, we're going to lock you up. And I did not worry. My sister said, ah, you're not even scared that you can go to jail. I said, oh, yeah. I said, no, I can't end up my life there. I can't. I don't worry. Worries can distract your prayer life, can cause you not to pray, can kill off the atmosphere around you that could ignite you to pray. Now, the question is this, rather than worry, why don't you spend time communicating with the one that can change things? You're trusting God for food of the world. Why worry? You're trusting God for a job. Why worry? I was having a conversation with a family member of mine, and even me was having concern for the person. The person said, Why are you worried? I told my wife, my wife, my wife was just laughing. He said, Why are you worried about me? I have a plan. I said, Help. You know, sometimes you think you're trying to do something for somebody, and the person already has his own plan. I said, I had to call my mom. I said, Mommy, he has plan, no? He said, not tell you. Even my grandmother at 87 does not worry. My father, till he died, never worried. So what's there to worry? What's there to worry? Your worry is, is it, your worry cannot even grow your hair. That's what the scripture says. Your worry cannot even put food on the table for you. Your worry cannot even change the hearts of men. Because some of you think that when you worry, their, their heart will change. And you know what worry does? It just makes you keep living in sympathy and you still don't get compensated. See, if, if it's obvious to Pitons that I'm worried, have you not, are you not surprised? Wait, which one should help you lose weight? Praying and fasting or worry? I'd be as doing to a doctor. Ah, Sister Joy, how come you've lost you? I, I they worry you. <laughs> Sister Joy says, worry that made you lose weight. Ah. The more you worry, the less you pray. And one thing people fail to realize is that worry is a joy killer. The absence of joy destroys the prayer life of a man. The absence of joy, it destroys the prayer life of any man. So you must detach yourself from anything that can infect the spirit of joy that has been placed on the inside of you. So what do you do? Create a system that helps you to be joyful. I grew up with my mom and my mom would tell you that there were so many things that could have changed her perspective about marriage because my family, now one kind terrible family, he said they did not just want this thing to work. He said, but what I noticed what my mom would do every morning. Nepa does not take light. She will be playing music. Akanchawa. She will play Agatha Moses. She will play. There is one popular song I grew up with. It almost became my regular song. Okpe Lokpe Anointing. I'm if you know that song. She, my mom played Atorishi. She played Babara. There is nothing we did not hear in the house. And she had corners. There is a radio in the kitchen. There is one in the bathroom. So as you're entering the kitchen, you're here. Oh, you are thought you're done. You enter the bathroom. You are inside the city room. You are, it got to a point, my sister was like, Mommy, play one. He said, No. 
was how he grew up. Always listening. Always listening. Or he's a joy killer. It's a joy killer. It's a joy killer. Don't let anything infect the joy of the Lord that is on the inside of you. Somebody say, my joy is intact. Tap your chest and say, my joy is intact. Create a system that makes you joyful at all times. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 10. Let's read it together. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 10. As sorrowful. The event was sorrowful. The circumstances were sorrowful. Yet, he said, yet always filled with what? Deep joy. Deep joy. People went to Pastor Debuizas when he lost the son. The same mommy Jill was serving people food. People said, Mama, this is not what you should be doing. You should be mourning yourself. He said, Mourn who? He has gone to heaven ahead of us. He's gone to heaven ahead of us. Why are you, why are you sorrowful? He said, As sorrowful, yet always just as poor, yet making many rich. Is that not too deep for you? You are poor, yet you are still making many rich. When I was going to my financial challenges, the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, don't lose your phone. He said, keep reaching out to people, keep helping people. I cried to my mom. I said, mom, how come I have money to help people, but I can't help myself? Somebody insulted me one time and called me. I said, Tomo, stop borrowing money from me. He said, Tomo, I see you keep giving prophecies online. You are saying this, yeah, 24 hours miracle, 96 hours. He said, can't it work for you too? But the Holy Spirit kept encouraging me. My wife knows. I have given more money to people that I have given to myself. I have given more to people that I have given to myself. In the midst of my trying times, I still reach out to people. As poor, yet making people rich. As having nothing, but yet you are possessing all things. That's it in the scripture. You have nothing, but yet you are possessing all things. Somebody say, I possess all things. So create a system that gets you joyful at all times. Psalm 37 verse 4. Psalm 37 verse 4. Psalm 37 verse 4. Let's say that quickly. Let's say that quickly. Delight thyself also in the Lord. Be joyful in the Lord. Delight thyself. Make merry of your times with God. Be excited about communicating with God. Be excited about relating with Him. And He will do what? He will give you the desires of your heart. He will give you the desires of your heart. How do I take delight in the Lord? How do I take delight in the Lord? You must relate with joy. Pray with a joyous mindset. Not a worrisome mindset. A joyous mindset. Isaiah 12 verse 3 says, he said, with great joy, we draw from the well of salvation. What is in the well of salvation? Prosperity, healing, breakthrough. There is nothing you will not find in salvation. But how do you tap it? We draw from it with joy. He said, therefore with joy, you will draw water. Another scripture says, said, I'm going to give you water that you will test no more. There will be no need to worry. There will be no need to be scared. There will be no need to fear. There will be no need to shake. Another translation says, it said, with great joy you shall not be shaken. The more you pray, the more you're joyful. 
Bishop David Oedipo said, he said, I can never have a bad day. Told him on, the, on, on his private jet or maybe a jet or whatever it was. He said, he said, out of the three engines in this plane, the three have knocked out. We doubt if we'll have a land saving. Uh, say, uh, uh, land uh, saving. Uh, he said, called his protocol. He said, he said, Bishop, what's going on? He said, go and sleep. And Pitoms. Tell me that the plane has lost three engines. <laughs> no protocol is going to sleep. You will fight. Supernatural engine will show up. But they had a safe landing. Had a safe landing. Joy. Joy. Because I asked the Holy Spirit. I said, what could be that thing that could not encourage people to pray? It's because rather than praying and submitting to divinity, you're thinking of so much and it's killed your joy. So what do I want to do tonight, uh, this afternoon? There's going to be a restoration of joy. There's going to be a quick restoration of joy. You've not been praying because you've been hurt. You've not been praying because you think prayer does not work. You've not been praying because you think it's a seasonal thing. Can I have the instrument, please? You've not been praying because you think it don't work out. Why don't we start from a joyful note? And what's that joyful note? Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Call on me. I'll do what? I will answer you. We believe you have been blessed by this audio podcast. And we never like to close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart today and I am making you the Lord of my life. Amen. Congrats. You are now a child of God. Thank you for listening and downloading Tamiwa Oluen Podcast. We want to take over nations for Christ. Partner with us today by visiting www.heavennation.org forward slash donate. Kindly subscribe to get update of new messages and share with your friends and families. We love you and we celebrate you. Thank you.